everyone, and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast with myself, Jacob Milham, and I have a very special guest joining me for the third and final interview of this week. He is a broadcaster with MLB Baseball on Apple TV Plus, Ryan Spielborgs. Ryan, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Thanks for having me on, Jacob. Thank you very much for joining me, and I, I will admit, Ryan, um, when Faye approached me about doing this interview, I was like, this, this, I know this guy's name from, from somewhere, and it, it pulled up a mental image in my head. Didn't you have a goatee at one point when you were playing for the Rockies or something like that? I've had a bunch of different uh, facial hair <laughs> configurations. I mean, like, that was... I can grow facial hair pretty quick, so I was I was always experimenting. I think I had mustache, uh, like a flavor saver, a soul patch, a soul strip, uh, oh, man. and Fu Manchu, a little bit of all of it. Well, hey, that's a, that's one way to set yourself apart, right? <laughs> well, hopefully you do it on the field, and and you you know you're you're a good player versus just uh you know facial hair. But it's certainly, <laughs> I mean, people remember Raleigh fingers and. Uh, you see Dylan Cease pitching right now with a with a nice mustache. We have a, a kid right now in Colorado named Connor Siebold who has a nice little mustache going for himself. Miles Michaelis. There's there's plenty of good uh, facial fescue if they're, if you're looking for it out there. <laughs> we, we we love to see it. So hey, folks can hear you on Apple TV, but you do um, a lot of work with the Rockies still. Is that correct? Yeah, it's my 10th season. So nice. uh, 10 years for the Colorado Rockies. It's AT&T Sportsnet. Um, yeah, I've been a color analyst. I've been on their broadcast now for 10 years. Uh, I also have been working on uh, Sirius XM. So if you ever listen to XM radio, uh, I'm on there almost five days a week. From hey. um, It's 2 to 5 Eastern time. It's called Loud Outs. Uh, it's me and CJ Nikowski, Brad Lidge, and um, – I can't believe it. Yeah, we're coming up on seven years. Wow, of of that. So I do I do Sirius XM, Colorado Rockies, and then this year is my first year uh, working for MLB Network and Apple TV Plus. So it's it's been pretty. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot of baseball all the time. So I'm definitely I, indoctrinated to it. I I bet. I mean, how? So I, I ain't gonna lie. I dive deep into the Royals, but that is about it. I'm kind of a casual viewer of all the other teams and things like that. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you prepare for like a broadcast or just any show with having to know so much about well, so much? Uh, I mean, that's the benefit that I have is is my different roles in baseball. Uh, allow me to go into the clubhouse. So I'm, I'm, I'm a former player. I played six years. I, you know, I've, I've been in clubhouses. I've, I go to visiting clubhouses. I watch teams, you know, I'm constantly, I mean, I'm doing 140 broadcasts a year. So I see virtually almost every single team. I cover uh, postseason baseball. This would be my fifth year covering postseason baseball. So you know, I, I'm really in it. So, like, I get a chance to meet the players. I go beyond just reading stats or going to fan graphs or baseball savant. You know, I'm, I'm in there. I'm talking to the guys, learning grips, talking to coaches. Uh, you know, like today I'll be at – I know we're, we're doing this on a Thursday. I'm going to be um, leading the scrum with Bud Black today. Ooh. Uh, because I'm the sideline reporter. So the last couple of days I've been sideline report. And then I'll go and talk to Gabe Kapler. Like uh, yesterday on radio, we, we interviewed Gabe Kapler and Craig Council. So, I mean, I'm, I am, it's, it's not hard 
to do the research because I'm, I'm living it, literally living it every single day. So I, I feel like I have a really unique perspective of baseball. And, and what's kind of cool is this whole Apple TV plus um, these Friday night games, uh, you know, like we, I've seen the pirates, I've seen the tigers, I've seen the Royals already. I've seen Toronto, I've seen Houston. I've seen so many different ball clubs, Cincinnati, um, where I get to go up close, go behind the scenes, talk to the players firsthand, see what they're doing, watch how they're working. So it's not just, you know, like when I was just doing Rockies, I was kind of in a, in a Rockies bubble, mm. even though I'd see uh, other teams that would come in, you know, whether I'm on the road or uh, a team comes and plays, plays in Colorado. Now I get to go see both sides of teams that I'm not even a part of. And that gives me, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I get, I have access like nobody else has. Probably I believe support. it. I believe it. That is a, that is very cool, especially, you know, leveraging your, your previous experience as an actual ball player, because that's, that's not something you could teach. You just, you just got to do it. And that gives mm-hmm. you some very unique perspective. So I, I do appreciate that. And Hey, I have to, I have to plug it because it's some big, big news. Speaking of unique perspective, so Apple and MLB announced that first ballot Hall of Famer and Emmy Award winning analyst Frank Thomas will be joining Friday Night Baseball and Apple TV Plus as a special correspondent, providing game analysis and commentary. And he is going to start off his stint with Apple TV Plus this Friday, June 9th, interviewing none other than Mike Trout. Now, I know you've probably ran into so many Hall of Famers in your in your travels and your experiences like that. But what uh what do you think Frank can can bring to Apple TV plus? Uh, he's a Hall of Famer and he's got he's he's got a good sense of broadcasting. He, he cares about the players. I, I think probably the most important part about being a broadcaster is being inquisitive, is is just being curious. Uh, and so, and I know, I know Frank, I mean, he's, he's awesome. So he loves hitting, loves talking, hitting, uh, very few players have ever had the career he has, you know, as a, yeah. over 500 homers. I mean, he, he, like this guy can flat out hit. I, I actually, I remember, um, he came to Colorado when he was still playing at, I think he was with Oakland or, or Toronto. This was, if he was with Oakland, it was after a pretty bad injury. Mm. Um, Oakland got got him at a discount, and he was he was unbelievable. If you go back and, and look at Frank Thomas's uh, career, but he used to take batting practice on occasion, swinging an aluminum bat, oh, uh, but like a minus five. Which I mean, most of our bats, like a like a major league bat, is about two to three ounces difference in length. So if if you're swinging a thirty four inch bat it's usually a 31 to a 32 ounce bat and so when frank was swinging a 34 inch bat but it was a minus five it's 29 ounces Mm. and for him the reason why he was doing it was you know you hear about all these weighted balls yeah you heard you know how guys will use heavy balls and then they'll also use uh when they're trying to increase velocity they'll they'll use a lighter ball right uh and the lighter ball is just to get your your body to push past a certain limit and so for frank he would he, he would use an aluminum bat not to see how far he could hit it but to create even more bat speed so that oh. when he did, did go to his 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 normal bat uh he was trying to get his body to fire at a, at a higher rate 
So it was pretty remarkable watching him do that. It was also really scary. Nobody would stand in the infield when he did it. He could only, he could only do that when there were no fans in the stands and uh, early batting practice. So, But it was pretty cool to see him. I, I bet he was absolutely smoking balls through that infield when he was making contact. Goodness gracious. That does sound like a very dangerous endeavor, to say the least. So, Ryan, uh, before we before we go much further, I do, you know, I want to talk more about these unique experiences, and I do want to talk about your time with the Madison Mallards, because mm-hmm. you know I'm I'm reading this book about the Sonoma Stompers, some indie some indie uh, baseball, if you will. I have a team just down the road for me here in Hampton, Virginia. So I do think it is an underappreciated part of you know summer baseball. Um, can you tell us about your experience in, in Madison and how that helped shape your career? Yeah, I loved it. Um, I still talk to my host family that's out there. Wow. Um, that, that was a, that was a summer after, uh, I was at UCSB. And so UC Santa Barbara, we, we had probably our best, um, best run in, in like school history. Uh, wow. our, our team made it to a, to a regional we took on. Uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame at that time, that's where Pat Murphy was, was, um, he was the head coach of Notre Dame and that was before Murphy went on to ASU. And then if you know anything about the Milwaukee Brewers, Pat Murphy has been the the bench coach for Craig Council for the last bunch of years. And and Murph is, is is like really famous when it comes to college baseball. Um, but anyways, that, that summer, we go from UCSB to, and 10 of my teammates got drafted. I was not one of them. Uh, and I ended up going to, uh, to Madison because normally I would play for the Santa Barbara Foresters. Okay. That was the, that was my hometown summer collegiate team. And the Foresters are, uh, nobody's won the, the NBC tournament more, more than the Santa Barbara Foresters. They're, they're unbelievable. Um, but I needed to get out of town and yeah. I needed to get out of Santa Barbara. And, and so I happened to go to Madison. And uh, that was my first experience in Northwoods League and swinging with a bat, a wood bat consistently. Uh, I was getting, getting strength. I was working out on my own. Um, this was 2002. And, and by the end of that summer, um, you know, I was the MVP of, of the Mallards. And, uh, you know, I think I was one of the co-MVPs of the league. Dang. And, like, my, my confidence just was, like, through the roof. But I, it was also because I was having a blast. Uh, in Wisconsin and, and in Madison, and I had these uh, wonderful host family that, that gave me their basement, and uh, it was just a, it was it was almost it was like the perfect time for me to grow up um, by myself, uh, kind of get a taste of being on my own uh, outside of my little baseball bubble. Okay, and, and that league that league was really important for me. Heck yeah, awesome! I I, I love hearing about that experience. We are going to take a quick ad break. Coming up on the other side of this, I am going to get Ryan's thoughts on the Kansas City Royals both today and when he was playing against them. Plus, I want to hear more about his experience from Apple TV+. Stay tuned. And we're back here on the Royals Rundown Podcast. Jake Melliam here with Ryan Spielborgs of Apple TV+. And... Serious, I, I could just list off all the platforms you're on, and we would probably be here for a little while, Ryan. That's what it. Uh, that's what it seems like. So, hey, you did. Um, you did have a very lengthy MLB career, honestly. Back in the, you know, if, if folks haven't heard of you, it was back. You were playing like before 2010, correct? 
I forget when you debuted. That's what I'm yeah, blanking I was, on. Yeah, I was 2005 to 11. Thank uh, so, you. And, and then I was on a team that went to the World Series in 2007. Heck yeah, awesome. But, um, you know, you are two state lines over. You're in Colorado right now. You drive over down I-70, you'll, you'll hit Kansas City, Missouri eventually. You've already seen the Royals play this season on mm-hmm. Apple TV+. Plus. I do want to get your thoughts on this team just in this season and moving forward? Yeah, I think this, it's been a growth season. Uh, I think with, with with Q now as the manager, you know, you're, you're starting to see some platoon advantages, which is unique to uh, the Royals. You know, I, I, I've really grew to love Dayton Moore uh, in all the years of, of coming in there and, and getting a feel for the organization from 2014. So I was – we were doing season previews with with the Royals year after year for MLB mm. Network Radio. So I, I would always go to surprise and and sit with Dayton and sit with the front office and get a sense. And and this was when um, when you had Ned Yost and then to Mike Matheny. Um, there's been just like a there's been a tradition that was set in place, especially with the the group that that won a World Series and went to the World Series back to back years. There was there's this feel of being homegrown and how important it was to be homegrown, um, how there was, you know, a, a culture of family and faith and all, and all these different tenants that uh, were pretty special. But at the same time, um, you could tell like rest of major league baseball was evolving to doing different things. And, and that, that, that evolution of baseball. And I, and I see it. I mean, we see it with Tampa, we see it with San Francisco, we see it with the Dodgers, uh, platoon advantages are really important yeah. and it's a, an important key of how you set up your bullpen and how you set up your bench. And, and as I'm watching this, this Royals team, you're starting to see um, certain players that are, that are fitting the mold. It's, it's a really good time to be a Royal in that organization, especially if you know what your skill set is. And so as, as I'm watching, you know, of course we, we can talk about MJ Melendez or yeah. Bobby Witt, but, but to me, the, the more important parts are, are seeing the growth of, of pitching staff, of bullpen, of, of the bench, of, of guys that are capable of, of coming off the bench. Um, I mean, like, so that that's going to be for the, for the Royals to get to that next spot, which is what we've seen with Baltimore, which is what we've seen with now with Pittsburgh. Um, we're starting to see it now with Cincinnati. Um, just because you have, have talent that's coming up, um, doesn't mean it always fits and and you know for to having having multiple losing seasons you should be able to accumulate talent and and that you know like that shouldn't be like you shouldn't be proud of of having losing seasons because you've accumulated talent i think that the next part is you should be proud about the development of your talent whether it's a top pick or a fifth or seventh rounder uh that impacts at the big league level that that to me is is where uh, it starts to, su- to, sh- to shine. So like, for example, somebody like Vinny Pascatino, right? The Pasquatch, mm-hmm. that's an 11th rounder. That's an 11th rounder. That That's like, that's what I'm looking for when I look in an organization of, of, okay, when you start to develop your own and developing players that probably aren't the top overall pick, I want to see that. And, and now I'm starting to see signs of, of that coming from the Royals. Okay. All right. That's that's very good to hear. And I'm sure you're getting some of that behind the scenes lowdown that, that we would all love. But I do. So I'm, I'm putting you on, on the spot here, Ryan. I, I do apologize. When you were playing for the Rockies, 
I'm sure you saw quite a bit of Zach Granke between mm-hmm. his time in Kansas City and elsewhere. Um, what's the what's the value of having a guy like like Granke at this point in his career in the in the rotation? Or like, what are your thoughts on him as a player and a guy? Yeah, I faced him. I had some knocks against him when he was. Uh, this is pre Cy Young. Um, Heck yeah, Granky. So I got him. I got him early. <laughs> uh, I, I would say with you know certain players. I mean, Granky's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, like there's no there's no question he's a Hall of Famer. Um, I think he's a third right now, third active in wins uh, of the of the stars that are out there. I think it's like Verlander, and then um, it, it might be. It might be Scherzer. It might be for all, for all I remember off the top of my mind. It, it could be Grinky. Could be number two. Um, I, I think in in the case of Grinky, it, it's it shouldn't be tradition or nostalgia when it comes to him. It should be for guys like a, like a Daniel Lynch or a Brady Singer uh, to pick his brain. You know, to, mm. to understand what is he doing, what is he looking for, how is he reading a swing? Because that's something that he does. I mean, Grinky is a off the charts thinks of baseball he's a baseball he's a baseball savant yeah. uh, he's le- legitimately and he remembers stuff so if you're going to talk to Grinky and if Grinky's going to be filling a roster spot it's not just to be a, a traditional innings eater or veteran um, at this point in his career I think he's coming on his 19th season yeah you, you have to go in and plug in and learn as much as you possibly can and and that value you might not see it this season. Yeah, it might be something that you hear from a player down the road. So this is how Granky showed me how to use his changeup, and it didn't have to have a ten mile an hour variance. He used it more as a two seam mm-hmm. uh, to get in on righties, like or you know faded in on a lefty. So I mean, that's where the value of Zach Granky comes from is is that he's not a pitching coach; he's your teammate that's in the grind and you get to watch it firsthand. And if you don't take advantage of it, then that's shame on the players yeah. uh, that are currently around it. Cause that's, that is, I mean, that's an encyclopedia of baseball right there. Very true. Well, thank you for that insight, Ryan. Again, this is Ryan Spielberg. Spielborgs, everyone. Sorry about that. I almost stumbled on your last name. I feel like I've been Just doing good. Just call me good... Spilly. Everyone Spilly? calls me Spilly. Spilly's really? the easiest way. Yeah. You know I'm what? known as Spilly. If I'm, if I'm called Ryan, I'm usually in trouble. <laughs> okay. Well, gosh dang it. I, you haven't been in trouble this whole podcast, I promise. I was just talking to Dave Holtzman of, um, of Kansas City Royals yesterday, and that's what he said. Everyone usually has a nickname in the clubhouse and usually ends in a double E or a Y sound. So mm-hmm. his is Holtzy, yours is Spilly. I, it's, it's just consistent wherever you go. Again, thank you so much for joining us. I know you listed off everywhere you've been broadcasting and where folks can hear you and see you, but where can folks find you on social media? Yeah. If you go to Spilly goat 19, you'll find me on Twitter. Uh, I think I have a blue check mark because I paid for it. So Ooh. I'm not, I'm not an egg, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy. I'm always happy to engage with, with fans and, and I love talking baseball. So anytime you need me on, I'm happy to jump on. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Billy. Everyone out there still listening, you know where to follow the podcast. You know where to follow me at, but thank you for your support. And until next time, go Royals.